Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America, a podcast designed to amplify the successes and challenges of immigrant Americans in the United States. Today, we'll be sharing with you part two of Malik Haider's story. If you'll remember on the last episode, he shared his first about his first trip coming to the United States where he could barely speak English and meeting his wife and having to pay off over $40,000 in student loan to making a career shift. Join us now for part two of Malik's story. Do you think you'll ever go to probably pursue... Some, something on the financial side um, as maybe a side hustle or something, or are you fully committed to uh, your role at this time? I am fully committed, you know, uh, at my role right now as a French service officer. And I'm still active sort of like in the financial market, but not, you know, um, um, to... Uh, to develop a new career or to start a new career, you know, it's as a, on a personal um, basis, I'm, you know, following very closely what is going on in the stock market and uh, also advise, you know, my uh, um, friends and, and, and family, you know, on um, investment and, and things like that, but not necessarily to, uh, to start a career per se. Okay, wonderful. So can you speak to um, anything that might have served as like a, the, a surprise to you? You did share a bit about the language adjustment and being, a, you know, English being your third language and, and adjusting to that. And then the civil war that broke out in your home country and having to work and pay off your um, very expensive master's degree. Can you speak to any surprise or any other shock or adjustments that you had to make? Sure, yes. Um, I had to make a lot of adjustments along the way. Um, and as, we, as you can see, coming into a new country, you may come in with a plan and, um, you know, um, there's a lot of things, you know, that may come, you know, at you with which you have to react to. So um, I will say the biggest you know, adjustment, you know, along the way has been, you know, um, during the transition period, you know, uh, when I decided to give up, you know, my, uh, 
my dream to become a fund manager uh, to support my wife's career at the State Department. Let me explain that a little bit more. Um, I had to actually resign twice, you know, um, my jobs in the financial sector because we had to move to a different state or country as part of her job. The first time I resigned my position as an international financial research analyst at Standard & Poor's because we had to move from Colorado to Washington, D.C., you know, in 2007, right? That's when she started her foreign service career. Yeah. And once we arrived here in D.C., in the D.C. area, I landed a job you know, at uh, E-Trade Financial as, uh, as uh, a corporate credit analyst, right? Which, again, I had to resign uh, later on to move to Mexico with uh, my family in 2008. So during that time of transition where I have to actually, you know, start a job and resign, it was, it was, it was a big adjustment that I had to do. So when I realized that uh, this whole dream of mine to become a fund manager may not necessarily work given, you know, the current, I mean, our family situation. I told myself, you know, uh, you must find a job in the French service too. So um, you and your wife can move together without anyone having to quit his job or, you know, trying to find another career and, and, and so forth. So that is when I came uh, that is when I came across a, a job announcement uh, for a foreign service officer at the um, United States Agency for International Development. And I ultimately joined that position, that agency in 2010. So basically, I will say, as I said, I think that was a big adjustment because I think during that transition, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I had, I had a plan, you know, to, to do something. But I think the condition, you know, I was living in you know, um, did not really uh, lay the groundwork to actually continue to pursue that, that dream. So what do I need to do? I need to actually rethink, rethink how am I going to adjust, you know, uh, my plan in order to continue having um, a, a career uh, which I will actually continue enjoy doing and I will, I will be passionate about and uh, be successful at. So I will say, that's why we say that would be, that is actually the, uh, the biggest adjustment that I had to actually uh, do. And this is the way I overcome it is just to shift. Right. So how did you, how did you manage the difference in culture from Cote d'Ivoire, a French speaking country to now living in a Western country, English speaking, quite different cultures. I can imagine any adjustments there that you had to make culturally. Um, absolutely, absolutely. I think there's a lot of things that, for example, you know, um, when, when you come, of course, you know, the weather is different. That's, that's an adjustment, a big adjustment here, because I think during winter time, we have never experienced, you know, such a cold weather, right? And I remember, I remember when I was actually still going to school, uh, and I was working on campus full time, my, 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 my shift started like at 6 a.m. in the morning, and I had class um, at um, at 2:30 p.m. and uh, often I have to you know leave my apartment, walk in the cold, you know in the cold Denver at six. I mean like at 
actually not even a 5.30 because I think my bus ride was about 45 minutes. So I had to actually walk from my apartment to the bus station for 15 minutes in the cold at 5 a.m. in the morning, right? And, uh, you know, catch your bus, go to work, and before I start class and all of that, I think that 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 exposure to uh, a colder envir- environment uh, required, you know, a, uh, a big adjustment. Of course, you know, the adjustment was, you know, trying to buy, you know, some warm clothes and, uh, and then trying to shift your mind say, look, you know, this is your new environment and uh, you just, you have no other option than, 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 you know, uh, adjusting to it. There is no other thing. So just re- take off your mind, take your mind off it and then just do it. And the other adjustment is actually food, right? <clears throat> I am, I was actually, I think we have a completely different, you know, diet in Ivory Coast compared to here. And, um, I was lucky enough though, the first year I was living with my sister, she was cooking the food that I was used to, that was extremely um, helpful. But when I moved on my own, you know, I didn't really have access to that food, you know, and which, you know, I, the, but then I couldn't cook myself, right? So I found myself eating a lot of, you know, hamburgers and, you know, pizza and, and you know, and burritos and things, things of that nature. And that was actually also another big adjustment. Um, uh, as well, and uh, as I mentioned, the language adjustment—you know—it was it was something something very big as well because uh, often you 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 find yourself in an environment and um, you know you you have a poor, I mean your English is not that great, and then you're like, oh, uh, if I open my mouth, you know, what what would people think about me, and uh, would they really understand what I was saying? I was going to say, and often you know, you feel like you just have to not say anything, right? So. But at a time, you realize that you cannot continue, you know, not saying anything. You got to be able to express yourself in order to actually get um, things done. So that was also another adjustment, you know, that um, I had to uh, to go through. Wow. Wow. And you're probably, you sound like you're quite the expert now in the American culture and how to be successful here. Well, I wouldn't claim to be an expert. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> claim. I, I, I just, I just, I, w- I will say that I had, I have my own, I have my own experience, you know, which, you know, I can, I, I, I gladly share whenever I have the opportunity, and uh, I gladly, you know, trying to coach um, of the other young African immigrant who come here, sharing my experience and trying to guide them, you know, um, on how they can, you know, um, avoid certain mix- mistakes. Right, and in order to actually, um, you know, uh, set themselves up for success. Very good, and we thank you for doing that and sharing your experience here on our um, platform. So, lastly, Malik, is there any advice? Um, as you mentioned that you do coach others and share your experience and we appreciate your time here. Any advice that you would like to share with our audience about how to adjust to the American culture and how to become, you know, successful contributing members of, of the American society? Yes. Thanks. Um, uh, Simon for that question. Um, the first advice I always give to, uh, to new immigrants, you know, regardless of, the uh, immigration status is get an get an education, 
right? And because for me, I think um, it's it's the most important um, thing that one can do because I grew up in a household where, you know, my parents was always telling us that um, if there is one thing that is for you to keep forever is what you know, your knowledge, your education. I mean, you can lose your house, you can lose your car, but what what is in your brain is for you to keep. And uh, and I agree to that. And I also think that um, getting an education can also, if you will, help people, you know, have have a different perspective on things and and have it a, a uh, if you will, a different approach on how to resolve issues, problems, and 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 how to even lead the life, right? So that is the first advice that I give um, to uh, to immigrants. And um, and then in addition to that, an education as well, a degree will also, will also help you um, land a, a, a decent job. Because I think one thing that happened when um, people come to America, you know, you come from a modest background and then you are here and uh, you are able to find a job quickly, right? And making, I don't know, $20 an hour, $15 an hour. At first, compared to where you're coming from, that is a lot of money. And, and you are able to actually do way more than what you could do before, buying a car, renting a house, and all of that. And, then, and often people may think that, okay, they have arrived, and uh, you know, they can continue leading the, I mean, living that lifestyle. But what they're forgetting often is that, you know, um, that, that, that career may not necessarily be, you know, what you need 20 years down the road, right? So getting an education will help you get, you know, the type of career that you and your family, you know, will need, um, you know, 20, 30, 30 years down the road. And the other advice that I give um, people as well is uh, diversify your circle. We immigrants tend to remain in social network consisting of other people like us. And nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it is important to include folks from other origin because, you know, I mean, this can include, if you will, you know, uh, joining professional network or other social network and so forth. You know, diversity can lead to great ideas, innovative ideas, and other, and, and other opportunities you would have never, you know, come across as you remain in a, your 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 a different social circle, right? So I think um, that is also very important, right? And uh, the other thing for folks that the other advice that I give is find yourself a mentor, because um, you know coming to a new country, I think you have you have so much to learn because everything is so different, you know, from where you're coming from. Uh, being able to identify that mentor who has been here longer than you. And who actually, you know, um, has learned a lot. And we can also share his own experience with you and guide you, you know, someone that you can go to when you have any question, right? Uh, that is also important. And so, and that mentor can be, you know, someone from, you know, where you, from your home country, or it can be even um, uh, an, an American. I have my mentor, and she is, has been extremely helpful in guiding me or in helping me answer, you know, a variety of, uh, of questions, right? And 
the one other advice here is oh that that's actually the best one here um plan on your plan not going according to plan that is the most important part of every plan as i said earlier there may be some you know some road bumps you know along the way i mean you may be dealing you may be facing some challenges you know that you had not really expected gotta be able to 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 adjust to those challenges those challenges and shift you know whenever um uh, uh needed right to continue you know pushing for your american dream you want to make sure that nothing on the way you know um puts you down being able to wake up when you fall is and and, and get up and go is very important and the next advice is follow the rule of law any criminal records or trouble with the justice can have a long-term ramification on everything you can do, you know, in this country, right? And lastly, lastly, that start aggressively saving for your retirement as soon as you land your first job. The higher the time horizon of your saving, the greater um, amount you'll be able to save when it comes time to retirement. Meaning that we, as I was saying earlier, you know, uh, the opportunity of being able to have much more money than you had, you were used to before coming to the U.S., often, you know, lead people to to engage into some unnecessary expenses and do things that you know may, they may not necessarily need, and which ultimately, you know, limit their ability to save. And I think that is also. A, a big mistake that a lot of us actually do, and that is, I, my, I have my uh, my nieces and nephews who are uh, in their early twenties. You know, I push each one of them to open up an IRA account now. I said, look, it's not because you're forty years, you know, to retirement that you know you're gonna say retirement is something I want to deal with later. Uh, it's gotta start now. With Wonderful. that, I think. These are the main advice that I will give to any new immigrant here in the U.S. Very well said. Very sage advice. Thank you so much, um, Mr. Hydera. Uh, my best wishes to, the, to you and the family as you continue to pursue your career uh, aspirations here with the U.S. government. We wish you all the very best, and uh, we look forward to hearing more on the your great achievements and uh so merci beaucoup et we'll talk to you de rien de rien michel ah, simon simon thanks so much for giving me that opportunity to actually to share my experience you know um on your podcast and uh and i hope um the uh the conversation was very um you know useful it will be useful not only uh, to to your audience and um you know and i also want to congratulate you for for that effort as well that you actually doing in, sh in trying to actually create a platform where a new immigrant can learn about a variety of a topic you know by living here in america and that is very commendable as well um, um what you're doing thanks so much for that thank you very much we appreciate your support and we welcome you back at any point that you'd like to come back and share again. Absolutely, absolutely.
tune in next week for another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, we welcome any and all support. If you have not done so already, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review and sharing our podcast with your friends, family, and circle of influence. Join us again for another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America. Walk good and stay healthy.